Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961. And the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler. This is uh, my co-host Clint. And uh, it was uh, it was a decent week. Uh, but not not a great week for Auburn baseball. No, I mean it was two and two. It was against the one and two against the top ranked team in the country. Um, you know, I think most Auburn fans and you and I included were hoping just for one win this weekend against Florida. But you know, when you when you win one, you lose two. It's never a good feeling. But to steal one away from the top team in the country was a big positive for this team. Yeah, um, there's not. Florida has won every single weekend series this season. Uh, they have not lost a series yet. That's so nice. it it was to be it was to be expected, but it was still you know disappointing. But like you said, it was huge to steal one from Florida, and it was we got a big midweek win over Sanford. <laughs> Yeah, and Sanford, I mean, we talked about that game a little bit last week, and it, weird things happen in that series. And it seems like for the last couple of seasons, Auburn and Sanford will split the season. And, you know, this time it just happened to be that the home team won each time. I think a couple of years ago it was the road team won each game. So, you know, Sanford's always a good ball game. You have to win those midweek games. Um, you know, these upcoming midweek games are going to be difficult. No, no midweek game this coming week because of finals. So Auburn gets to spend all week finishing up the semester and getting ready for the weekend series. Finals. What are, what are those? Oh, I, I don't know what studying is. Obviously. You, you education majors. Yeah. So let's get started on uh, the game recaps for this week. Uh, we started off with a midweek game on Tuesday uh, versus Sanford. 
uh, as we welcomed them to Plainsman Park. Uh, earlier in the season, Sanford defeated Auburn 12, I want, I want to say it was 12 to 3. Something like that. It wasn't pretty. It was a butt kicking. <laughs> um, and Auburn hoped to get revenge, and they did. Uh, Auburn got the 7 to 2 victory uh, over Sanford. Stephen Williams had himself a day. Uh, kid went four for four with two RBIs and one run scored and one base on balls. So he got on base all five all five times that he was uh, up to bat, <laughs> and that that's just that's huge. Well, and he also had a double, a home run, and two RBI in that game alone. Yeah, that's. That's not a bad day, but uh, pitching wise, we Auburn only used two pitchers, and any time in a midweek game when you can only use two pitchers, and it's two of, I'm not gonna say your bad pitchers, but not two of your not your weekend guys, and Jack Owen and Elliot Anderson just did fantastic. Jack Owen went five and a third, only allowing two earned runs and having had five strikeouts. And then Elliot Anderson came in for three and two thirds, no earned runs and four strikeouts. I mean, you can't speak enough to those two guys and their performance. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's great when you can do that with your um, midweek games. You don't have to, burn any guys you get a lot of guys a lot of rest um you know you gave that line on jack owen and uh, that was a career high five and a third innings um career high of five strikeouts didn't issue a walk and he was scoreless through those five innings um he allowed a pair of base runners in the sixth inning but those were allowed to run as uh elliot was on the mound but still under jets responsibility and it's even better when you can do that when Sanford throws two four seven seven guys for Sanford got on the mound and you know just whereas the other game in in Birmingham just two weeks ago was nothing going right for Auburn Auburn throwing every pitcher in the bullpen roles were reversed Sanford couldn't get much going um you know late in the game it felt like they might be able to to get something going and make it a close game. But thankfully the Auburn pitching staff kept them at bay and got away with the big win. Yeah. It was uh, great to see Auburn pick up that midweek win because at this point in the season, every win matters. It doesn't matter if it's in conference or uh, out of conference in these midweek games, every, every game matters and we need every win we can to try and get us um, hopefully back in the hosting conversation. But we'll, we'll just have to see uh, with the final three weekend series. A lot is depending on these final three weekend series. But uh, we'll ha- just we'll have to see. But uh, I, think it's, I think we're ready to move on to the weekend. Uh, we were at number one Florida this weekend in Gainesville. And 
we found out that there's a reason they are number one in the nation. <laughs> Absolutely. They do not have a weakness. I mean, the lineup is stacked with six or seven guys hitting over 300. They have enough pitching to pitch a 10-game series. I mean, it's ridiculous how much pitching they have. And, I mean, like I said, there's a reason they are number one in the in the country. Yeah. It, you know, we, we all expected the Thursday night game, game one, to just be uh, an amazing pitcher's duel, Casey Mize versus uh, Brady Singer. And... And it was. It was a fantastic matchup. Friday turned out to be, you know, more along the lines of the typical Sunday game. A lot of runs, a um, couple of pitchers, uh, especially for Florida. And Saturday turned out to be that same typical Sunday game. A lot of runs. Auburn and their Finn bullpen and not really a third starter really came back to hurt, uh, especially. I mean, it, it's always going to hurt, but it hurt a lot against Florida. And, you know, it's it's not a lot of fun to get blown out like that, and it's not a lot of fun to be blown out while you're sitting in the sun for multiple hours. That was a hot day in Gainesville for you and me. Yeah, it was um, just rough, rough day. But I uh, I went down on Friday, and Friday night, that was, that was a ton of fun, getting to experience that win at the number one team in the nation. At uh, night. At night, yeah. <laughs> With without, shade. Without the heat. That was uh, that was just a fun, fun game. But Thursday, uh, Auburn just struggled to get the bats going. Uh, but it was, I mean, as expected. I mean, Brady Singer versus Casey Mize, you know, two of the – the, those two pitchers will probably both go top 10 in the uh, MLB draft. And uh, let's see, Singer Singer gave up – Singer went seven innings, gave up four hits, and one earned run on eight strikeouts through 108 pitches. Casey um, also went seven innings, four hits, given up, gave up three runs but had 10 strikeouts. Both guys hit a batter. Uh, Singer walked two guys, and Casey walked a single guy. And uh, I unfortunately didn't get to watch a lot of this game. I was actually at uh, Everbank Field for the NFL draft party here in Jacksonville. And, you know, the way I understand it, Casey hit a guy, and then – the the big old boy John Jonathan India came up and hit a big home run to to get the Gators out front. Well, I unfortunately was at the the Auburn basketball banquet end of the season banquet, so I didn't get to see this game either. But <laughs> uh, but I do I, I do uh, I did watch part of the replay. Uh, and I just want to say, Clint, you're incorrect. Casey Mize did not hit a guy, but instead Casey Mize allowed a kind of a choppy grounder to third base. And the sun 
it was a setting sun and it just messed up Josh Anthony and he made an error on the play, which allowed the guy on base. And then Jonathan India came up and hit just a bomb. Um, My bad. No, you're, you're okay. I just wanted to correct you for the people listening, but, uh, well, and you also love to correct me on in any chance you get. That That is, that is true. But, <laughs> Uh, Stephen Williams had a hit, Edward Julian had a hit, Luke Jarvis had a hit, and Jay Estes had two hits to give Auburn five hits on the day, and that's all they got. Um, like I said, uh, you you just the pitching matchup lived up to expectations. Um, hard fought game by both guys, and just one guy had to win and one guy had to lose, you know. Yep. And you know, then we then we come back on Friday and a lot more fun was had and we'll we'll discuss our, our individual trips later on, but um I know you had a really good time. Auburn had a good time, the bats came alive. Um <clears throat> Edward Julian got it started with a big three run home run, I think in the first inning, right? Yes, sir. And, and then later on in the game, Luke Jarvis just piled it on with a two-run home run. Uh, Auburn scored 11 runs on 15 hits. And, you know, I, I think two of the players of the game, I think that you have to give it to outside of the two guys that hit the home run, were uh, Brendan Venter and Josh Anthony, who both went three for four. And they've both been in some pretty big slumps at the plate. So really good good day for those two. Yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, it was just the the bats got hot. Um, And also it was key that uh, Florida stud, uh, another stud pitcher for Florida. What a surprise. Oh, gosh. Jackson Kowar is also projected top 10, top 15 in the MLB draft. Um, He struggled. Unlike Brady Singer, uh, Kowar only went four and a third. Gave up eight hits, five earned runs, and uh, just struggled all night to just figure things out and settle down. And fortunately, Albert, the Auburn Bats just took advantage um, of Kowar having, having an off night. And they tallied up 15 hits and 11 runs. And anytime you tally up 11 runs, you better get the win. And <laughs> and Auburn Auburn got the victory uh, 11 to 5. And but, it's a good thing Auburn did have the bats going because, um, you know, Tanner Burns got the start. Wasn't his best start. Um, wasn't a terrible start, but um, just seemed to struggle at times. Yeah. The, in the, he breezed through the first three innings. Um, and then that fourth inning came along and he just, he had to battle. He had to fight to get through that fourth inning, which he did. Um, but then my man, Cody Greenhill came in and just shut it down. Um, went five innings, gave up two earned runs and it just, you can't speak enough to, with Tanner only of go with Tanner only going four innings, what Cody did for the team, um, 
by going five innings and leaving Andrew Mitchell, Calvin Coker, uh, Elliot Anderson, uh, Davis Daniel, all for this uh, Saturday game. You know, he Cody just did a fantastic job. Threw 81 pitches. I think that's probably, I'm guessing, his season high. Um, but you can't speak enough to uh, what Cody was able to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just another great outing by him. And these two freshmen, I think, have tad team to finish out game two of the last three weekend series. And they're they're coming in to be a great duo that we'll have for a couple of years here on the Plains. Yeah, and – I think this was probably the highest uh, attendance game of the weekend. Um, just to, talking to parents and being at two of the games. Um, and just to get that win in that kind of environment was, was huge. But um, we'll, we'll move on to Saturday. A uh, little less, le- less fun. Uh, I would say so. To say the least. And it's a real shame that this game got moved up from its original start time of, I think, 6.30 local time to 2 o'clock. Because, I mean, I, I I wasn't in Gainesville at that original time, but I don't know if it really did rain like they were expecting it to. But, my gosh, was it hot. Yeah, it was. it was burning up. I'm glad they moved it up, though, because – that allowed me to get home at a decent hour. That's true. Uh, we got home about 1030. But true. yeah, but so yeah, I wish I wish I kind of wish they hadn't moved it up. But at the same time, there was an advantage. Um, I'm sure the guys appreciated getting home at a decent hour as well. But um, Auburn got shellacked. On Saturday, um, well, hey, Auburn. Auburn started out really hot, and you know yeah. it really felt like we might see a <clears throat> duplicate of Friday's game. Edward Julian hits a three-run home run in the first inning, just like he did the day before, and that was it. Yeah, that. Yep, that was that was all to be had. All the fun Which, that was to be had. That was a lot of fun, and it was really cool to celebrate that home run with his parents in the stands just down the row from us who had driven, what, almost 30 hours from Quebec City of Canada? Yeah, his his uh, mom and dad had dro- drove 26 hours. Um, they're thankfully staying here for about, I think, three weeks um, in the States. But I was sitting actually right by um, Edward's dad. Edward's dad doesn't speak any English whatsoever. Really? And um, that was just a cool, just a cool opportunity and way to connect because every, everything he was trying to say to me, he had to type out on Google translator on his phone (laughs) and then, and then show it to me. And uh, like, he asked me, um, Later in the game, he asked me if losing and going and but getting winning one out of the three games would move us up in the rankings or down in the rankings. And I told him we went since we went two and two, but this was the number one in the team in the country, we would probably kind of stay right where we were. 
Um, did he understand a word of that? I don't know. But, <laughs> Maybe but, we can get him listening to this podcast and and work but, on his English. But it was it was a great experience because you know any t- because he understands. Here we go, Edward. Like he understands that I was cheering for his son, and <laughs> and when it, when that when his son hit that blast. Um, it was just a great moment because he was so happy and so elated and, <laughs> and I was so happy. And I literally just, I, I, he, he was kind of, I think wanting to high five and I just went in for the full hug. I, <laughs> I don't know if he wanted to hug, but I, I went in for the full hug and it was just a great moment uh, all around. And <laughs> Edward's, Edward's mom is super friendly. She speaks a, a, a little English, um, which is nice. Um, but but both parents super friendly. But it was it was great to see Edward have a fantastic weekend with his parents. Um, with his parents, yeah, and it and it just goes to show that baseball and sports transcend just about everything. There is no language barrier when we're all cheering on the same team. Yeah. Um, Andrew Mitchell got the start, and he looked good through two innings. He had, I think, I am pretty sure he had only thrown 23, 23 pitches in the first two innings. Had a really good pitch count going. Yeah, was flying through, and then that third inning came, and that's when the wheels on the bus fell off. Kind of. Well, I think he actually had a really he was he had a really good first three innings, and then it was the fourth inning when things didn't go too well. He That's didn't correct. record an out, and um, you know, four hits, four runs, walked four guys, only struck out one in his three innings pitched, three plus innings. Um, Davis Daniel came in for an out, and. Before that, gave up three hits and two runs, and still walked two guys. Um, thankfully, Calvin Coker came in to help with that bleeding, and uh, he still gave up a couple of runs. And you know, Florida ended up with a six-run fourth inning, and they just kept scoring. They didn't. They they scored every inning the rest of the game, minus the bottom of the ninth when they didn't have to. Yeah, and you can't. I mean. And that, as we were we were just speaking to the the pride and enjoyment of when your kids are playing good, um, that was just tough to see because I was we Davis's dad was also sitting up there with us and just tough to see um, a parent watch it watch a parent watch his kids struggle out there, and wow. it's just but I mean. It wasn't only Davis. It was pretty much everybody on yeah. on Saturday. And, and there was another set of parents there, uh, Stephen Williams' parents. And when Stephen dropped the ball in right field, that would have been out number one before any anything any damage had started. Just you could feel everything just suck away from the top row of the bleachers where we were and. And I tried to look over at his parents, and I, I couldn't see very well with all the people in between. But that that just started a really bad inning for Auburn, and it 
I mean, that was a long inning. It took a long time for that bleeding to stop. Yeah. So that, but, that was a, you know, like you said, for all the elation we had with the Julian family to the, uh, just the heartbreak and frustration, the yeah. rest of it, the rest of the game. It, it was, it was a tough game. Quick, quick turnaround. Um, but you can't speak enough to, uh, Florida starter Jack Leftwich. Oh gosh, uh, no. He was, he was not there. He's not their usual, um, final game of the weekend starter. I, it's usually Sunday starter, but this game was on set. They played the final game of the series on Saturday, but um, you can't speak to his performance because Tyler Dyson, who came in for one one batter after Leftwich, is their usual Sunday starter. Um, why they started Leftwich, I'm not sure, but he went six and two thirds. Gave up three earned runs, which was all on that one Edward Julian home run. Um, and other than that, was shut down. Had seven strikeouts. And, I mean, you just – you can't speak enough to his performance, and you got to just tip your hat to him. Absolutely, and, and more so his, um, his bounce back. Um, you know, I think it was the third pitch of the game he – he nails leadoff Will Holland in the hand, and you know I know I personally feared a, a broken hand for Will. Um, then he walks Stephen Williams on five pitches, uh, and then Edward comes up and knocks out that ball, just a bomb to right field, and and then it just you know he he bounced back so well. Um, you know, like we said earlier, it kind of felt like. Uh, the things would have turned around and we'd have a uh, duplicate of Friday's game, but left, which just hunkered down and got into a groove and, you know, sits at two thirds gave up 90 or pitched 93 innings and pitched 93. <laughs> 93 um, innings. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, uh, sits at two thirds, 92, 93 pitches. Um, I mean, he, he he got back into a groove, and he was hard to hit. And I think once he finally got out, um, middle of the sits, I was kind of hoping, all right, we, we've finally gotten to their bullpen. Maybe we'll get something going. And the remaining three pitchers only gave up two more hits. Yeah. Just Florida is just – I mean, they're loaded. And that's that's that. You can't – elaborate on it really you can't really say anything else about it other than they are loaded and i mean that's just the way it is and it it really didn't help how auburn walked nine gators and auburn struck out eight times on their own so you know auburn gave a lot of free bases uh, on saturday and that obviously came back to hurt yeah well Let's move on, and I want to talk about did the Thursday night matchup live up to its hype? Um, do you think it lived up to its hype with uh, Mai's first Brady Singer? Well, like we both said, we neither of us got to watch a lot of the game, but I was very interested in going back and watching the game, and as as of this recording, I haven't gotten to do so, but 
I mean, I, I, I think so. With both of these guys going seven innings and nearly having identical stats all the way through. Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I was told that both guys weren't at their best and they still put up these numbers. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a fantastic outing for both of these guys. Yeah, and, any night that you're not <laughs> at your best and can go seven innings and put up eight and ten strikes, eight and ten strikeouts you're uh you're a pretty good pitcher <laughs> i would say so and and that's the fourth game this season that casey has struck out double digit batters um career high at 13 i think he's hit twice yeah. and now he hit 10 um you know he he's just been putting on a show this season and proving week in and week out, why he deserves to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't, I couldn't agree more. But the the bats struggled other than the Friday night game uh, this week. But I kind of think that was to be expected. I mean, you're facing on Thursday and Friday night, you're facing two of the best pitchers in the country. And then Saturday, some <laughs> – temporary starter fix comes in and just pitches a gym. I mean, I think when you're playing the number one team in the country, you're not supposed to get hits. You're not supposed to score runs, you know? So I think, I think it was to be expected, but um, I mean, I, I really like how, for the most part, the Tigers battled this weekend with their at-bats. They fought most of the time with their – for exception of the Saturday game, they fought with their at-bats for the most part. And I think that's just – I think it's an encouraging thing to continue um, to see Auburn do uh, leading into next weekend. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. It doesn't feel like – the bats reverted back to the cold street that they had a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, Saturday was a tough outing. Um, you know, it, I, I don't think there were any three, three pitch outs minus one. I think um, JST swung at three straight pitches. Um, the final out of the game was a third strike looking um, but I think that was really the worst of it. Um, you know, Friday seemed to have some hope in the bats Saturday. They had fun at the plate and that's always going to keep things going. Um, Saturday was just, you know, it, it, it felt like old Auburn baseball waiting until the second out to get a base runner and leaving them on there. Um, you know, it's <clears throat> Auburn wasn't able to get many long balls and they're struggling on um, creating the runs without it. Auburn has got to do better at you know not grounding into a double play and not wasting the first two outs on two really quick outs, and then finally getting somebody on base in the third out. So you know it was a better approach to the to the plate than we've had you know three of the last four weeks. But it, it wasn't it wasn't the the terribleness that we saw against Arkansas and against Missouri. Uh, for the most part, 
my trip was was wonderful um other than the game on saturday uh i had a very very nice trip uh, all of everybody that i spoke to from florida was friendly um just a a, pr- a pretty campus uh just be- a great great overall trip got to see the football got to go in the football stadium and to, on the field. Yeah, got to go on the field. Um, that was a cool experience. Uh, got my picture taken where Wes Byram kicked his 43-yard game-winning field goal a few, uh, I think in 2007 yep. was the year. That was a fun night. <laughs> and that was that was cool. Me and my friend Will, we, got, we went down there and took our picture doing the Gator Chomp uh, like Wes did after he made that field goal right there on the field. <laughs> And it was cool to see uh, because they uh, they opened their field. I don't think the field is usually open. No, but the, the stadium is open. The stadium is. Almost every day, I think. They, they treat it just like Auburn does Beardies. Um, a lot of people running stadium stairs and all that kind of stuff. It was the weekend before graduation, so there were a ton of graduation pictures being taken. Yeah. And – in front of the stadium at the Heisman Trophy statues at the the Gator statues around the stadium and and inside on the field, which was really cool. Uh, I, I'm glad they they do that. And you know, nobody really batted an eye at a couple of Auburn fans walking around. Um, and you know, granted, we didn't we didn't stand out too much with both of us both of these schools owning the the orange and blue color scheme. But you know, well, I. I wasn't too impressed with their baseball stadium, you know, for a national championship team and SEC championship program. It, you know, it seats what six thousand people, I think. Yeah, and and it, it's it's not that big and it's not that nice. There's there's not a single pit of shade whatsoever, unless it's like six o'clock in Florida, um, <clears throat> which I think is a big overlook. But they, they had some renderings up of the new stadium that's expected to be built by 2020, and it and it fixes all of those problems. It's a really nice looking stadium, a lot of shade, and and we might have to make another trip down there once once that's finished. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully I can get the opportunity to go back down there. But I will say, um, for I think everybody was super friendly to me, uh, especially on Friday night, uh, because myself, well, of course myself led the, led the obnoxious bunch. Oh, but, shocker. It was but, just you, wasn't it? Well, it was me and, uh, the Burns family, the Williams, uh, <laughs> Davis's dad, the Mises. All the, all the parents. Yes. It was me and Will and all the parents and, we were sitting up there kind of like where we were and on Friday night we were we were having a good time and not being obnoxious but cheering loudly for our team um and celebrating but it was it was nice to see on Saturday that none of the Florida fans were really obnoxious uh they were just cheering for their team and supporting and happy their team was doing better than they did Friday night, and that was it's it's nice to see when two 
when two fan bases could just support their team yeah. um, without kind of being a jerk to, to the other fan base. And I, I would agree with that. I, did, I didn't have a bad experience whatsoever. Um, you know, no. you put up a couple of uh, structures on top of the building to give some shade and it would be a fantastic place to watch baseball all day. Yeah. And the renderings of that new stadium had the, the um, probably the top, 15 or 20 rows are covered um, by uh, overhang around the entire stadium. Points so, apart style. Yes. Yeah, but, so, but, so, but much longer down the, down the sides. So that'll be, that'll be very nice to have. And um, I'm sure the Floridians uh, appreciate it as well. Um, <laughs> have it I mean, it, it could sound like we're whining about the shade, but seriously, there it was, was hot. Unless you were sitting directly under the press box in like the seventh inning, you had no shade whatsoever. Yeah, it was hot, but um, I had an overall good experience all around. And let me give a special shout out on the way home to the smoking pig. I was expecting that one in Valdosta, Georgia. Let me tell you, that was one of the best meals I have ever had. Um, Some, I mean, just. T- packed on tons of food, <laughs> barbecue, delicious, incredible. Was it, does, is it number one or is it still number two behind Auburn's very own Panty George's? I'll, I'll be honest. Smoking Pig was up there, I think, probably tied with Panty George's. Oh, you're going to give it the tie. It doesn't I mean, top it? I mean, I'm not going to top it because I don't know if anything could ever top Panty George's. Just because that's my hometown, my hometown go-to place, <laughs> and but and no, this is not sponsored by Panty G's. But it should be. It should be. But let me tell you, the Smoking Pig, they gave you so much food. Uh, I ate the leftovers again tonight, and then I still have some more leftovers oh my gosh. for right. for another meal. But wow. it was just an incredible meal, and I wanted to get that special shout out in. I'll probably have to stop there on my way back to Auburn this upcoming weekend. Uh, but this isn't a food podcast. We might save that for our food special on the ETC Network one day this coming soon. <laughs> yes, but looking ahead, we have no midweek game this week due to finals. Um, baseball players focusing on their studies. Well, well, that's that's funny because I mean I'm not focusing on my studies. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the Yankees play the Angels right now while doing this podcast. But, oh boy! But uh, that's what happens when you take the easy, the easy route through college. Hopefully, the players are focusing on their studies more so and, than you. Yes, more so than I. And we'll get back to it this weekend <laughs> as we welcome the Vanderbilt Commodores to Plainsman Park. Uh, Vanderbilt, they're having a good season. Uh, swept Mississippi State, took two out of three from LSU, two out of three from Georgia, two out of three from Ole Miss, lost the series to Missouri, and lost the series to South Carolina, uh, but they stole one out of three to both of those teams. But that's their uh, most recent weekend series. So hopefully Auburn can continue that trend and take at least two out of the three if Hopefully we can get the sweep. 
I would hope so. Auburn needs to bounce back after a really rough weekend at Florida, and I think this is a good opportunity to do so. Um, Vanderbilt also was swept at Florida in Gainesville. So, you know, South Carolina is not a really good team this year, and for them to come to Nashville and win those two I think is really big. Um, They also have a midweek Tuesday game versus Louisville that I think will be able to – uh, stretch them a little bit more than you know Auburn would be with no finals this week. Um, you know, I think for a player to watch would be Julian Infante, the first baseman. Dude has been struggling this year. He's only hitting 171. He had a 315 average last year. Had I think 66 RBI on the season. So not not his greatest season. Um, but I think their weekend pitching starters also are some good guys to watch. Um, you know, Friday, assumably the Friday guy has 241 ERA. They've got 362 and 378 ERA. Drake Fellows also leads those guys with 75 strikeouts. I think the other two have 45 or something in that range. So they've got a good group of players. Um, it's not it's not the greatest season for Vanderbilt to see them at number 11 was kind of a surprise when I pulled it up. Uh, they'll probably drop following their uh, two games lost to South Carolina, but this this will make for a really, really rough, tough couple of games in Auburn. And we'll probably get to see those black and gold pinstripes from the Commodores again this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, all their, their pitchers have respectable numbers. And, um, like you said, it's funny that we say Vanderbilt is not having their best season because they are still number 11 in the nation and they, they much like LSU, much like Florida have gained a national program or a nationally recognized program and are a prestigious program baseball wise and academics wise, but um, Vanderbilt is like you said, not having one of their best seasons, but are, is still number 11 in the nation. And I expect them playing at our part for these teams to be pretty dad gum even um, because I think Auburn may be a little, I don't know, a little less um, on the baseball end, but I think the home field advantage um, will give the Tigers, give the tig- make the make it pretty even for the Tigers, and hopefully we can pull because we need we need this weekend series. Hopefully we can pull two out of three out and. Um, get some momentum rolling uh, headed in, into the next week. Uh, I think we welcome South Alabama and then travel to Ole Miss that next week. So hopefully we can get some momentum rolling uh, into that week. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, Auburn needs to get the bats going, keep the pitching staff in good health, and, and just finish out this season strong. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. Um, so let's tell the people how to connect with us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 
Golf Whiz Kid, G O L F W I Z K I D. How can they follow you? You? Yep. you? Can always follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24 and check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at AuburnUniforms.com. All right, well, it's been fun. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.